Like, it's interesting because Jacob's, like, he's fretting about what's happening with, with, with Esau who's coming. Like, he's, in, he's like, oh my, I'm in, I'm in big trouble. And he, he starts, you know, scheming, like, the scheme of all schemes. Like, he's, his whole life he's been scheming and trying to get the upper hand. And here, here he is, the scheme of all schemes to, to kind of protect himself. And then out of nowhere comes this guy like starts wrestling with him, right? And it's, if you if you think about like just from a from a objective like third person perspective, it it does seem kind of very sudden and very um, very out of place. But I mean, obviously we know because um, you know we we know the story that there is a there is a reason why God's stepping in here, right? But um, I think. Uh, I kind of wanted to just kind of just kind of tie these verses together or these passages together. Um, so I think just thinking about how Jacob wrestles with God, right? And at the end of it, he's he confesses his name and he he's broken, right? And and in the end, I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to Challenge Sharon's. Uh, uh, DT sharing from from yesterday, but you know he's broken, and this brokenness is what allows him to experience um, true blessing, right? Because his whole life he's been trying to bless himself, and and try to secure you know his advantage, and at the cost of the relationships that he has. Um. So I I think one thing I wanted to, um. Yeah, focus on was was basically what uh, Nancy was sharing, right? That, that, that confession, that prayer that he has, like, God help me, I'm scared of my brother you saw, right? And it's, he's just so like, caught up in this, 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 this kind of dreadful, like, oh, Esau's coming, I'm in, I'm in big trouble. Now he's fearing for his life. And he spends you know, a lot of time and energy and he divides his family, he divides his possessions, he prepares a gift, and then he, like, thinks about, okay, how do I divide my... So then he, he's, and then on, on the day of, he's, like, splitting his, you know, his, his family by the wife and kids and wife and kids and, like, different, four different groups. And it's very ceremonial because he's, he's just so, um, you know, so worried. But he doesn't realize he's actually, it's actually God that is hurt, right? So when, I mean, we, if we look at his story, I mean, when he tricked his father and his brother, stole the birthright, when he, you know, cheated on his, his uh, uncle Laban, you know, he offended these people and that's why he's running. That's why he's on the run, right? But it's also, it's also God who he has hurt, right? And I think for us, you know, we're often so worried about what other people think of us. You know, we're preoccupied with our own image. And I think, um, you know, a lot of times we want to be awesome. We want to feel like we're in control. And, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we, we fit in. And all the while, we're not paying attention to the one that gives us the true blessing. Like, who do we really need to fit in with? Who do we need to be, like, you know, have to be right with? It's God, right? And, 
you know, I think that's, if we look at the other days DT, it kind of indicates that, right? God wants to be our shield, our reward. That was from um, chapter 15 on Monday, verse 1, right? I am your shield, I am your reward. Right? God, on on Tuesday, is, you know, verse 1, you know, God wants to be our light, He wants to be our salvation. But all along, we're trying to avoid Him, and we're avoiding, you know, the truth of our, the condition of our relationship with Him. And, you know, how how is it that we avoid God? I think it's, you know, it's where we get busy with other stuff, right? We get busy with, you know, trip planning. We get busy with event planning. We get busy with work or even just distractions like, you know, watching YouTube or or learning some kind of other skill, right? And not that, not that these things are necessarily bad, but it is a mechanism by which we avoid God, right? And so in, in that sense, we try so hard to, you know, avoid the truth about who we are. You know, we don't want to deal with uncomfortable realities of ourselves. So you know, even, you know, to tell you the truth, I, I feel like that sometimes too. I'm like, I don't want to deal with the reality of my sinfulness. So sometimes I, I do want to avoid you know, even like DT, like, oh, I don't want to do DT, right? Because I don't want to deal with, I don't want to confess, right? And instead, I want to bless myself. I want to, you know, make myself feel good. I want to think highly of myself, right? But that's not, that's not the way to get that blessing, right? It's got to be wrestling with God, telling the truth about myself, right? And it's uncomfortable. It's really, really painful. I was thinking about this image, this scene, right? This scene of Jacob trying to um, wrestle with God. And God says, what is your name? And he says, Jacob, right? But then, how do you guys feel about, like, does it, does it, does that seem very, powerful to you? Like, what was your reaction when you guys saw what is your name and he just said Jacob? Or Creek or what do you think? Hmm. Okay, but yeah, I mean, that's that's my point, right? You look at it on paper, you see the word Jacob, and it's like, oh, some other, it's just some person's name, right? It's, it's, it's as if Jacob Chang, I asked him, hey, Jacob, what's your name? He says, I'm Jacob, right? And and I think there's, there's, this, there's this loss in translation kind of effect, right? But if you sit and you think about it, okay, it's actually really powerful because... You know when he when he says Jacob, it's not just any old name. It's it means deceiver. It means grasper, right? And I mean, if you if you if you know like Native American names, like you know Sitting Bull, right? Like you you say, my name is Sitting Bull. Like the when you say it, out comes this image of a bull that is sitting, right? So when Jacob says his name in his language, is this image of grasper and deceiver and 
to tell you the truth, I don't think he actually has had to say that very much in his life. Right? If you think about it, like he's not that name doesn't come out every day. People don't call him Jacob, right? His servants call him master. His wife calls him like I don't know, honey, lord, you know, husband, right? And the kids call him daddy, right? And then when he meets somebody, you know, he probably goes by a nickname, right? Like, you know, some people, they, they go by, instead of Daniel or Danny, they go by Dan, right? And so he's probably, he might even just be using a nickname. So when he actually says, my name is Grasper, Deceiver, it's very rare, right? And for him to say that in the presence of God, like, it's not only a, it's not only a, like, here, I'm telling you my name because you asked me for it. It's actually a confession of his identity. This is who I am. I am a grasper. I am a deceiver. And I'm pretty sure he will, at that moment, look back on his entire life. Like, yeah, I deceived my dad. I deceived my uncle. And I grasped for that birthright from my brother. I stole it from him. So, so he, he makes this confession and it's a really painful acknowledgement of the, of who he really is. And only then he is able to receive that blessing from God, right? So, you know, going back to the whole, um, you know, the whole idea of, you know, avoiding ourselves, avoiding the truth, you know, skipping DT or just distracting ourselves from, you know, like when when we when I correct my kids, sometimes they like they quickly want to get over it and just they just want to smile, so they just go do something funny, right? Or they'll laugh while I'm correcting them because they don't want to feel bad about themselves, and that's that's children, and uh, we as adults we do that too. We just don't do it that outright. You know, we don't smile. We actually just you know go distract ourselves or something else, right? But in order to be right with God, we have to acknowledge who we are. Right? We have to acknowledge, you know, I'm selfish, I'm loveless, I'm fearful, insecure, competitive, worldly, greedy. Like, whatever it is, you have to acknowledge that, right? And when we do acknowledge that, we are able to receive that blessing that God wants to give to us. He wants to be our salvation. The only way we're going to get salvation is by acknowledging our sinfulness. The only way that we're going to get, that he's going to be our light, our joy, the joy and light of the gospel is when we acknowledge who we are. Right. So I, I just wanted to kind of, um, kind of present this to you. Because, you know, we're, we're coming into Passion Week, right? Passion Week is a time when we, when we recall what Jesus has done on the cross. And the only way that we're going to receive that forgiveness with joy, right? We, we use that, that cop, um, you know, letting you off the hook. And, you know, that, that kind of analogy when we talk about grace and mercy. Like the only way that you're going to feel good and feel not feel good but you the only way that you're going to feel the power 
of forgiveness is by confessing. This is who I am. Okay? So, you know, as we enter into, you know, Passion Week and get ready for Good Friday, you know, I really hope that you guys can take some time to kind of reflect on, you know, what have I been afraid of? What have I been running away from? You know, who are the people that I'm, you know, trying to impress? Or who, who you know, who am I worried about? Right? And, and, forget, and rather than being so preoccupied with those things, remember that it is God that we have been running from and that we have offended. And ask for him for forgiveness. Okay.